Hello. My name is Dr. Mercurio Arborea, and I am the founder of the Arborea Institute. Through our unique blend of benign pharmacology, sensory therapy, and energy sculpting, we can guide you to a new, better, happier you. You're about to embark on a great journey to the new age of enlightenment begin. What is at stake is more than one small country. It is a big idea, a new world order. It's no longer a theory. What I'm about to say is fact. The secret organizations of the world power elite are no longer secret. Welcome useless eaters to the Odd Man Out podcast, where we talk about hidden history, geopolitical policy, occult deconstruction, economics, religion, and philosophy. I'm your rabbit hole aficionado, the Odd Man. Welcome. The affirmative task we have now is, uh, is to actually um, uh, create uh, uh, a new world order. Public policy could itself become the captain of a scientific technological elite. And when that first cocaine was smuggled in on a ship, it may as well have been a deadly bacteria so much as it hurt the body, the soul of our country. But take my word for it, this scourge will stop. All right, everybody, hope you're doing well. Welcome to We've Read the Documents Live with your host, Rob Brisson. This evening, I have with me Odd Man from the Oddcast. I want to definitely uh, send anybody who's listening uh, over, uh, subscribe. I am a patron of Odd, Odd Man, and I'm a very happy patron, uh, as well as, uh, you know, uh, follow him on Twitter as well as I do for all his research and accounts for national policy and Zionism from a Christian perspective. It's very refreshing to have another fellow brother in Christ who's exposing these things, which is very rare out there. Uh, these days and will probably become even more rare in the future. So, Odd Man, uh, thank you for uh, joining me this evening. Well, thank you, John, man. Uh, I respect your work as well, very much so, and you're very inspiring because, you know, you do something different, and I think that brings a lot to the table, and uh, I really appreciate your work and always look forward to hearing what you have to say. You too as well, brother, Uh, and it's been like that for a long time. Um, and so, uh, okay, so I guess uh, breaking news, uh, people, uh, I guess, wanted me to talk about this, and I guess we'll bring it up briefly real quick, and we don't know everything about it yet, uh, but as I um, talked about uh, what, uh, my last uh, Beast and Harlot series that uh, enjoyed the show, uh, and they did the will they, want they thing with Trump, it appears that Trump has been indicted on 30 counts related to business fraud. 30 counts, okay. Alvin Bragg and the Manhattan Grand Jury of the state of New York. Wow. I I didn't expect it to be that many counts, so that's interesting. I wonder what uh, the potential charges or the potential uh, sentencing could be for that. Yes, we don't know yet. Uh, The judge might issue a gag order, uh, as well as supposedly Trump will have to be uh, booked and he wants to be handcuffed 
and uh, all of this will happen and he will be arraigned all before uh, they uh, negotiate the terms of his bail and his release. Uh, and so there is that aspect. Uh, um, Cohen, because this is ultimately the quote unquote greatest show mm-hmm. uh, as someone who, and I'm not like, I like, I'm not a Gnostic. So I understand not everything is a show. Not everything is fake. Okay. But, Come on, this. I mean, let's be real here. All right. And so there, there has to be some sort of element of WWE to this. I remember growing up watching Trump in the WWE uh, when, uh, you know, it was him versus Vince McMahon. You know, Trump knows how to act, Trump knows how to sell. Um, and, you know, that's what's going on here. This is, this is theater for the masses uh, on some level. Uh, and I'm not saying it's all fake, uh, but there is, this is the greatest show. This will bring in the ratings. People will all want to see this. Um, and, uh, and so Cohen, who I don't trust at all, Michael Cohen, Trump's for, former lawyer says no one is above the law and he's celebrating and taking victory laps. Stormy Daniels, uh, posted a new video, uh, on her only fans, which oh. I mean, th- come on, that just shows how much of a, how much oh of a, uh, uh, a circus this is. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, you know, about her feelings of, of everything. So you have to, to subscribe to her, uh, porn website on OnlyFans to get her uh, thoughts uh, because she is also a thought too. Uh, and um, uh, Don Jr. has already uh, supposedly uh, uh, talked about this too as well, and he called it communist level shit. Uh, and so uh, there you go. Uh, um, and he will be finger fingerprinted, photographed after surrender, which is supposedly going to be on Tuesday. They did the old okie doke because in the news they were going around going, well, you know, uh, it's going to be after Easter. And so I was thinking, okay, well, if that's going to happen. Then, And also uh, the grand jury's not meeting anymore. Even though they were meeting on Sundays, Thursdays, I think Wednesdays too, or maybe Tuesdays, either Tuesday or Wednesdays. Um, and this was supposed to be the last meeting, with, but it had already supposedly adjourned and they were not meeting today. Um, but it was done exactly at the last possible moment it could be. Done, I believe, which was around 5 p.m. Uh, so it came right then in there, uh, and um, and uh, it was unexpected, supposedly, allegedly. Uh, and you know, I figured it was not going to happen, even though I, you know, I thought it was when I did the stream, uh, because they were waiting so long. Like after Easter, I was like, "There's no way this is going to happen." Then, but then it happened for maximum impact, and now the Q tubers uh, and the Q tweeters. Uh, that are involved in the QAnon operation are uh, saying, you know, Q tweeted the first indictment was going to be the big one to the Great Awakening, right? And Trump is the first indictment. And so they're, you know, celebrating that this is a win. Um, We'll see. We'll see what happens. I believe Trump's likely the Antichrist, so this is going to play into his false persecution narrative. Um, Any thoughts, Odd Man? Anything that you would like to say about this whole circus, Vince? Well, I mean, it definitely has a show written all over it. The timing. Um, uh, my friend Infidel Pharaoh said, you know, interesting. This is happening while they're trying to roll out the, you know, digital currency, and uh, you know, there's always distractions that we're given, so we won't pay attention to what's going on in the background. And he's the king of distractions. Uh, you know, Operation Trump. He basically has kept the country divided, and and you know, talking about him. And one of the things I like to say, you know, uh, back when he was president, president is, you know, he just having him in the spotlight 
you know, he could control both sides with something that he said, you know, both sides would react immediately and people worried more about him than they worried about their own freedoms. And so I feel like that that is his most powerful weapon and what a powerful weapon, you know, and, and I'll say quickly too, you know, I think I, I tweeted this, but um, I think I tweeted this yesterday, but uh, I think it was the guys from Canary Cry played uh, mm-hmm. Abramovich talking about Trump being a magician, a word magician yep. or something like that. And that she greatly respected him. Yeah. And then the crowd laughed, you know, and like it was a joke. And she kind of acted like it was kind of like, well, it could be a joke, but it could be the truth. But whether it's on purpose or it's being used, whether he's, you know, he's really into all this stuff and really uh, like in on the program or he's just being used, either way it goes, it's going the same way, you know. We're still, the, the public's still being subjected to the exact same thing either way. Yeah, very much so. Uh, Waters on um, Fox News, Jesse Waters, says people better be careful. Slams Trump, slams Trump indictment and hints of potential violence to come, which Trump also alluded to that too as well on True Social. Um, and uh, uh, and so we have Trump grand jury digs into hushed money paid to a second woman. She already knew that to be true. That would be uh, Playboy former Playboy model uh, Karen McDougal. Uh, so that's nothing new. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Um, and uh, Trump, Donald Trump indictment charges won't keep him for presidential race, but will make a re-election bid much harder. Will it? Because this rallies the base for Trump. Now, I believe that they're not really elections; that they're selections, and and you know they can put whatever numbers up they want on the screen, right? But you know, and I and I would want to. I still think it's going to be Trump versus Hillary too. I mean, you have mm. to. Uh, and I'd actually go even a step further now. Something I've been, you know. Uh, mulling around about which is if rfk jr runs will rfk jr be assassinated Ooh, that's a great and question will rfk jr be assassinated by a pro-vaxxer oh wow yeah that's a great uh thought there i mean i, I don't, don't want to a liberal uh, yeah so you know is that possible and then we have the famous three debates with hillary trump right and trump was like you murdered my friend JFK Jr. and took down his plane so you can get a Senate seat. <laughs> wow, yeah. That's and this a- time you really will go to jail. Right, exactly. Wow. Yeah, that's very interesting. Ratings like that, man. Ratings yeah. like that. Thank God I'm not writing for the world order. I'll tell you that much. Right, so, absolutely. Uh, I'd constantly I'd constantly try to push it to see what, you know, what, would they believe this? Well, they believe that, you know, so, um, but let's see, it's possible, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Anything's possible at this point. And, you know, they know exactly how to play us. I mean, they've been experimenting on our minds, especially since, uh, the ad, you know, the invention of social media. So mm-hmm. unfortunately they know exactly how to play all sides. And, um, if they can get, you know, they want us to riot, obviously, because I feel like this latest shooting is uh, just, um, I feel like it's going to be the nail in the coffin for the at least the uh, automatic weapons. I think they'll get that ban. I really do. I don't know. It's just a gut feeling I have because of the way things have gone, even under Trump, you know, with the, the Second Amendment restrictions we had and the people put up with it. So I don't feel good about it. Okay, so let me ask you this. 
Where do you think the Council for National Policy resides with? Who are they going to throw their uh, weight behind? Are they going to throw their weight behind Trump? Are they going to throw their weight behind Ron DeSantis? Does Ron DeSantimonious, does he even run? What do you think is going to happen with that? You know, I almost feel like they'll go with DeSantis uh, just because uh, I kind of feel like they'll they'll tease that Trump may still run even with his charges, but I feel like he may not run in the end. I don't know. I could be wrong about that, but I just feel like he, you know, why would he want to be president when he has the life that he has and all the money and the houses and, you know, the freedom that he has? Um, unless, unless... Is definitely 100% in on this operation, and he just wants to destroy the country. Yes, I would agree with that. Now, very interestingly enough, thought something that I thought, too, is since they are going to indict Trump, since Trump is going to surrender, since he will go handcuffed, allegedly, supposedly, getting very close to Easter, mm. and a lot of blasphemic people on Twitter that need to repent— and we're going around and calling this the death, burial, and resurrection of Donald Trump, comparing it to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Wow. Uh, interesting timing. Right. You're right. You are right. Uh, that's that's a wild thought. Yeah, it's. I've seen some things like that as well, and I still see people pushing him as, like I know you've, you've uh, tweeted some things, like he's our savior, he's chosen by God. You know, they keep pushing these things, no matter what he does or what his past has been. And and I realize God can use people that have had a shady past, have had you know things happen to them. But uh, I mean, come on, what's this guy done since he's been president? You know, what's he? If he was the, this great uh, savior and leader of the people, the free world. His that job wouldn't have ended when he went out of office. He would have mm -hmm. continued to. I mean, he was supposed to be this revolutionary guy, a man of the people. I mean, you know. So, um, it's it's sad that people are still falling for it. Yeah, I mean, the psychographical, psychological, and spiritual warfare is is still continuing. It took a brief break. You know, you had that, that pendulum swing of the progressives and the Democratic Party getting control, right? And no, now that's done with. That's gone now. I mean, literally on Twitter, as you've seen, the band is getting back together like his Blues Brothers. And they recently uh, reinstated the accounts of In the Matrix and Shady Groove, both major players in the QAnon operation. And so this is happening right now all in front of us. And Twitter is more broken than it has ever been since Elon Musk took it, took it over. Uh, my DMs don't work properly as they should. I'm pretty sure you're witnessing that too as well, brother, mm -hmm. as well as people that are supposed to be blocked or have blocked me, which I don't think of. I've, 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 the only person I've ever blocked is someone who keeps harassing me. But outside of that, I haven't blocked anybody else that I can think of, but there've been people who have blocked me. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I can see their tweets. <laughs> the system is broken. Mm -hmm. Twitter's broken. Yeah. I've noticed that so, too. So is that by design? I would assume so, right? I would think so. I would think so. I, you know, I feel like Twitter was definitely maybe not fully CIA funded. I mean, we'll never know for sure because, the, you know, there's, 
money that we're never going to know about the funding. But um, just the fact that it didn't seem to make any money, that's textbook government, you know, right there. They, they don't run anything to make money. You know, they're not capable of it because they're just not business-minded. So it always had kind of the um, feeling of some kind of intel operation. And I don't feel like that's changed a bit. I, I feel like... No. You know, it's just a different, uh, maybe a different face of the company. You know, maybe he has a little bit more say than we think. But, um, yeah, people are still getting banned, and it's just ridiculous, man. It's, it's not what we thought it was. I agree. Um, did you see that the QAnon shaman, supposedly Jacob Chansley, uh, got released early today? He still had... I want to say a year or more left as prison sentence, but he supposedly got let out early uh, and has gone to a halfway house on a belief probation because of the footage of January 6th that Tucker Carlson had aired uh, showing him being led around at the Capitol, which was withheld at his trial by the pros- by the government federal government prosecution. Um, and so, um, on Twitter, you know, when we look at Chansley started tweeting again, he calls himself an evangelicist and also now thanks God that he is free. Now, my question is, is what God? Right. Right. Did he, I mean, I mean, did he become born again in prison? I, I guess, but I, 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 it's way too early to tell. So yeah, any yeah. thoughts about, you know, that? Though that shenanigan, as far as the QAnon shaman being set, you know, going to ha- halfway house and being released from jail due to prosecutorial misconduct, I was a little bit surprised to see that. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, if what we've now seen from Tucker is true, and, and I know, as I'm sure you know as well, we've talked to people who were there who were basically corroborating that the police were allowing people to you can watch the video i remember watching it live yeah yeah i mean uh people you know cops were even giving water to people and stuff like that so we know that a a lot of people did get railroaded and um you know that is interesting that he got out that early um but then again you know it's like he was never on camera causing any you know bodily harm or damage so you know, you, you just hope that a lot of other people maybe will uh, get their sentences commuted too, the ones that didn't do anything, because I know there's a lot of people that were there that uh, I think just walked in, simply walking into the Capitol, they got railroaded. They really got the book thrown at them. Yeah. I mean, there were people who, um, there were people who, you know, there are agent provocateurs there. Sure. There were people that probably meant to do damage and to do harm. Yeah. Um, I do believe that the people that went there, they should have known better. I do believe that the people that went into the Capitol, especially into non-public areas, of course, should be charged with trespassing. Um, you know, should the police be charged for allowing them to do so and following orders of the elite too as well? Of course, yes. They should be held accountable for their actions too of propagating a psychological um operation and so you know but that doesn't excuse the people to just <laughs> you know the feds like fed alaska you know they go free and so does a little uh fed fuentes but you know you know there are a lot of people that that, that don't uh yeah. you know that, that were not you know and there are people that were 
you know, outside that never went into the Capitol that were arrested. And there are also family members of people that were arrested, too, uh, that, that that weren't even there, you know, and were giving, uh, you know, undue process, uh, um, you know, uh, they, they weren't treated fairly, you know, as, you know, was told to do, uh, you know, by the, you know, the Bill of Rights. Um, and so it, it, that, that did happen. But the thing is, is most people on the right, it's no one did anything wrong. It's either all a show or all the government's fault. And then people on the left, um, you know, uh, there was very few um, governmental actors or psychological warfare. You have the sedition hunters that are using Clearview AI, which is Teal's tech, you know, in combination with Israel to find every single person was there. You have to hunt them all out, you know. And so there's no nuanced discussion about January 6th, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, was it an insurrection? Yeah. Was it an operation? Yeah. Why can't it be all those things? Right, right. I agree. And, yeah, anytime you get that many people, I forget the numbers now, but it was it was a lot of people. You're going to have, just from, you know, if there's some people inciting a riot or inciting violence, most likely you're going to see some of that, no matter what, with that amount of people. It's a miracle that that didn't spread like wildfire because you know how it is with crowds. I mean, a lot of bad things can happen with crowds that wouldn't normally happen with a small group of people. So yeah, it's definitely a, a layered uh, subject that neither side really wanted to look at all the facts and, and really be honest about it. Yeah, that's correct. And of course, Tucker Carlson is not going to tell us the truth. CIA Tucker Carlson, just as much as CIA uh, uh, Anderson Vanderbilt. Cooper right. isn't going to tell us the truth either, you know, neither side is, you know, and, it, you know, it, it was a controlled mixed level multi-layered tiered event in American history, um, you know, and it's being used for political uh, propaganda and um, political elite advancement. Um, and you know, it's, there's a lot of narratives that are being pushed about January 6th. Um, and I mean, just, you know, Jacob Chansley, you know, and Tucker being involved with all that. And, you know, now they're saying he's a reason why Jacob's at the halfway house now and out of prison. And, you know, that the government withheld, you know, the prosecutorial, uh, representation of the federal government withheld this information and this information is crucial, you know, and so, there are a lot of narratives being spun and woven and controlling of the narratives. And just like 9-11, we'll never really fully know the truth of January 6th, just like we really don't know the truth of the JFK assassination. Um, and I think that's about as on. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. And, and you know, it really let me or it kind of brought into clear view how the power of suggestion works, because I feel like a lot of those people like you said, should have known better. I mean, I'm sure there were a lot of good people there that still thought that their government respected them and maybe that the, constitu- the Constitution was still relevant to their representatives and things like that. But, you know, it just, people were kind of herded there, I feel like, by our own mm-hmm. side. 
for the most part, you know? Yeah, it was conservative CMP, Ali Alexander and Alex Jones and Michael Flynn. All yeah. CMPers were literally hurting conservatives. A lot of them meant well, not all of them, but they were psychological, psychographical and spiritual warfare done to them to get them into that position. Uh, you know, and, you know, not all of them, there definitely were nefarious bad actors there. There were people that wanted to do harm to other people. That's why I say it's a very um, um, nuanced discussion that most people don't want to have, right? And so yeah. a lot of people on the right are like, Toko Carlson's a hero. Well, that's not true. She's part of the Mockingbird media just like everybody else is. You know, and then, and then, you know, people on the left will be like, uh, you know, what Anderson Cooper is telling us, he's a hero, you know, and that's not true either. Right. Yeah, because you, you kind of have to have two sides to, uh, you have to have the appearance of both sides, basically, to make the whole thing work, you know, in, in a kind of psychological perspective. And that's um, it, unfortunate for us and everyone, really, that it's hard to tell who's really on your side these days. And really, if you look back at it, all the things that we know now from, you know, Walter Cronkite to, uh, I don't know, you name the other anchor and mm-hmm. you know, supposed journalist. We see so many of these guys were connected to uh, the CIA or Bohemian Grove or this group or that group. And so we thought we could trust them. And in, back in the day, no one would have even thought that, you know, some of those guys were connected to these nefarious groups. And uh, or the CIA for that matter, you know, but uh, Operation Mockingbird. But yet, that's what happened, and we know that stuff. I mean, there's no way that is not still going on. I mean, it's. I, I read an, an article a couple of years ago from. Um, I want to say like Ebony.com. It was like a you know like a black website, and they were talking about how the CIA had been recruiting young black men at these different events. So. They're, they're in the, it was some kind of entertainment event. I forget now what it was, but you know, that tells me that they're still, you know, they're still getting people from the entertainment business to do their will. And, uh, yeah, yeah I mean, it's definitely still going on. Oh, very much so. Yeah. We have the CMP prison military industrial complex, uh, supposedly co-opting rap music. Um, and, uh, the, the meeting of the, um, rap artists with the Jewish, um, um, industry moguls, music industry moguls, uh, with the the prison industrial complex, uh, which is CMP Heritage Foundation. Uh, you know Jack Eckerd, uh, um, you know uh, Eckerd Drugs, CMP. Um, that's you know they 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 try to co op rap music, uh, and, and um, you know steer it in direction. Uh, that they could uh, create more violence. Um, and um, in doing so, you know, you have that, the, you know, the inf- infamous discussion of, of, of all of that taking place. And, you know, some uh, people within the rap industry actually coming forward and blowing the whistle on this, you know, and, and some uh, rappers choosing to uh, not participate in, 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 in such a, 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 a egregious activity for money. Um, and, you know, we saw it, I'm pretty sure there was something that was going on with, uh, Caucasian America as well too, with, um, Marilyn Manson and, uh, um, Kurt Cobain and, um, Pearl Jam, Eddie Vedder, and probably Eminem. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and it probably spawned a lot of the quote-unquote school shootings uh, and agitation as well uh, in the 90s and early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, you can, they, they come getting, you know, everybody from all sides, like Lupe Fiasco said, you know, before Lupe Fiasco completely sold out, which he completely has. Uh, but he said, you know, when they're done with my people, they're going to move on to yours, you know? So, yeah. you know, they, they'll, they'll, they'll get anybody they can in the entertainment industry, oh, for uh, sure. you know, and they'll use them to their advantage. Um, and you know, a lot of people are not going to, uh, talk about that. You know, my friend, uh, DK Wilson chat mentioned, it's definitely a horseshoe event, which I would agree with that. And he says, well, particularly hitting the Capitol police who were aiding the crowd rather than attempting to police the crowd, which is very true. Um, that was going on, which was, was quite weird. Uh, and, uh, Aaron in the chat also said, asked if, uh, Jacob Chansley is still calling himself the QAnon shaman or the shaman. Uh, I don't, I haven't seen him, but he still has this picture of the shaman up. If that is his Twitter account. Allegedly, it is so interesting. Okay, okay. Well, you know, wh- while we're talking about this whole subject of uh, kind of co option of entertainment and stuff, I did the show. I'm going to do a second show, but I did a show on the, um, uh, the, I just blanked on it. It was the Cold War era. Uh, oh my gosh. I, uh, oh my gosh. I'll think of it in a minute. But anyway, it was this group during the Cold War. And the uh, CIA, they um, hired all these artists and mostly authors and um, and uh, writers of different sorts. And like they, they had people like Bertrand Russell and author Kosler and Hannah Arendt and um, Irving Crystal and I can't CMP. believe I'm, I, yeah, and, and I, I can't believe I'm blanking on the name. But anyway. Um, they had 20, I think they, the CIA produced 25, around 2,500 books. They had 25, interesting, they kept going with the two and the five number, but they had 25 different magazines worldwide, like really prestigious magazines. And um, they were, they wanted to control the kind of the culture, and especially they wanted to influence the uh, kind of upper crust intellectuals especially of other countries. And the whole thing was, you know, they, they claimed that they wanted to kind of get these other intellectuals from other countries from going into communism. But these guys were not conservative or traditional. In, in fact, almost all the, um, the top guys were uh, European Jews, like from, you know, Poland and, and Germany and different things like that. But they, um, they were liberals, and they were trying to create a liberal world order and of course, being socialists. Yeah, exactly. And so, uh, you know, Irving Crystal was the the editor of a magazine. I think it was called Encounter, and it was like their most successful magazine. So they've been controlling. Yeah, you know, they want to control very influential people, obviously, and so they did. Uh, and so, you know, that's kind of thing that they've been doing for years and years. And they also controlled the. Um, well, they didn't really control, but they they had all these foundations, the Ford Foundation, the Carnegie Foundation. They were inventing foundations. They had one called the Farfield Foundation, and all they were were ways to funnel money. You know, it, it was like a, you know, a way to look like you were doing something good, but you were funneling money from the CIA to these. It was called the Congress of for Cultural Freedom. Congress for Cultural Freedom. I can't believe I blanked on that. But um, I've got too much up here in my, my head. Right yeah, now. so I understand. 
So that's really interesting. So, okay, that's wow. Okay, I, huh? Yeah, I mean, they, on, it's, it's, it, I mean, Arthur Kessler, the Thirteenth Tribe, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and as far as I can tell, he was really like some of these guys were Trotskyites. They, they they didn't like Stalin, and that was the whole thing. A lot of these guys had worked for Trotsky and and even the you know Lenin and stuff. But they, when uh, supposedly, you know, when uh, tr- uh, when uh, Stalin took over and became so violent that they were like, okay, we can't deal with this. But they were still Trotskyites. That's you know, they were neocons. That's where the whole neocon you know faction came from. I think I guess Irving Kristol came up with that, coined the term. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, man, they were powerful as far as their influence. Uh, I was trying to think of some of the other people they had. Oh, Orwell. Uh, I don't know if he was a, an official member, but wow, uh, okay. But uh, they definitely. Uh, I see Tennessee Williams. Yes, Tennessee Williams was one. I yeah. see T. S. Eliot. Yep, yep. Uh, big into um, you know these writers. Uh, most of them were fictional writers, but some of them were uh, historians as well. Arthur Schlesinger Jr., uh, one of the I guess one of the most prestigious supposedly uh, historians and at the time I think his dad had worked for the uh, either the Council on Foreign Relations or the uh, Royal Institute of International Affairs but he was part of that whole you know Cecil Rhodes cabal and stuff so you know these guys it's amazing because we've always been told the CIA were this hardcore right-wing group yet you you've got Wild Bill Donovan and in in the like and they're hiring all these European liberals instead of conservatives to try and influence the world. So they then f- again, the CMP is made up of Fabian socialists. And so is the, um, and so is the, uh, um, John Birch society. So I guess things maybe not have changed. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it seems like you can, you can see a pattern there for sure. And DK Wilson Chapman said the CIA literally had a recruiting page for black and minority journalists on the Emory university website. And, and he also wrote, Emory's most famous recruit was Torre, whose first assignment was miscovering the Tupac Shakur rape case. Torre's height was working at CNN and co-hosting a, sun, a Sunday show for CNN. And uh, wow. he also brought up, don't forget the Washington Post either, which that's very true as well, too. Um, and so, you know, this shows that the United States Central Intelligence Agency was greatly influencing writing, magazines, books, you know, uh, through whatever they feel to be necessary to discuss. And I've actually never heard about this until you talked about it. So, yeah, the, another thing that they were behind was abstract art because. Wow, really? Okay, yes. that's that. Allegedly, the reason they wanted to get behind that is because people were making art that had a political tinge to it. And they didn't want anything to, because it was the battle of the Cold War, and they didn't want any, I guess, news getting out through art, any perspective getting out through art that might make America look bad. So they decided to just throw a ton of money behind these abstract artists. So just denigrate art as much as possible? Exactly. Exactly. And they try, and this is what they, how they sold it. Well, here in America, we're so free that you can just do this crazy art there's no rules, you know, total Crowley-esque wow. thing, you know, so. Wow, okay, that's crazy. <laughs> right. Uh, 
And then reading here says the 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 emerge of the Open Society Foundations by financier George Soros in 1991. So 1991, the Congress for Cultural Freedom wow. merged with the Open Society Foundation of George Soros. So I mean, there you go. I mean, it, it en- encompasses everybody. And it, you know, I, I did the, a couple of those shows on the National Endowment for Democracy, and it's the same thing with those guys. Mm-hmm. They're they're mm-hmm. very liberal. Um, you know, and I'm not being racist, but, uh, they have a, you know, a, a European Jewish bent to them, which is known to be liberal. Uh, that's just the way it is. And, um, you know, so it's the same old thing, man. They get behind these, the, you know, the national endowment for democracy. I think last time I looked, they were funding like 1700 other NGOs. So you can imagine the influence they have worldwide and, you know, everywhere there's a, Color Revolution, there's the the National Endowment for Democracy and Freedom House mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. you said in open societies for sure. So, I mean, uh, I saw Soros, uh, I either read it or saw an interview and he said that, uh, I think this was actually during the Clinton administration, but he said that the State Department's goals are almost exactly the same as open societies. So, uh, you know, that makes sense that they're always working together. Yeah, very much so. I mean, that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, I'm going to try to look up something real quick with John Kenneth Blackwell. He was a board member, I guess as we're talking about George Soros, just real quick as an aside that no one ever talks about this. And I try to bring this up to Jennifer Cohn. And Jennifer, if you're listening, hi. I don't know why you won't discuss this because John John Kenneth Blackwell is a CMP member, long-term, and a CFR member. He's a twofer. He's a kingmaker. So John Kenneth Blackwell is the co-chair for the International Foundations for Electoral Systems which is a bipartisan election integrity group. And it's primarily funded by George Soros. Wow. And uh, other uh, uh, groups as well, including Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook. Interesting. Well, you know, I've noticed that, man. A lot of uh, these NGOs, Facebook is funding. And, uh, of course, Google, Facebook, and uh, usually ExxonMobil, Bank of America, J.P. Morgan Chase, those are like the handful I almost always see funding these NGOs, whether it be, uh, you know, Atlantic Council or, um, you know, CFR or uh, what is it, uh, CSIS, um, forget what that stands for now, um, these various ones. Uh, you know, and part of it is probably like, I mean, c- control. They want influence on policy. I mean, there's no other way around it. Of course, Rockefeller's always, almost always on there as, as well. So the some of the donors to this um, election integrity group is U.S. Aid, Department of State, United States Department of State, Australian Aid, uh, Foreign Commonwealth and Development Office, so Britain, uh, Canada, uh, the Swiss Agency for Development and Cooperation. So you have the Swissy Swiss Knights Templars. You have uh, Republic Francois, which is the French, uh, New Zealand. Uh, you also have op- our foundations and private donors is Google, Meta, Microsoft, and the Open Society Foundations. <laughs> so the CMP and the CFR coming together for election integrity. Right, right. And, you know, it's crazy, man, because, you know, I didn't know about the, the Council for National Policy until I heard you on Jack's show that time. And, you know, I immediately was like, Jack, you got to put me in touch with this guy. But, um, I think I'd heard uh, Monica Perez mention them like briefly, but you know, not, not in detail. And, uh, you know, 
I've heard people act like it's crazy that you talk about them so much, but I would just tell any of you guys out there that think you're so smart, start doing the rabbit, you know, the rabbit trail. So start, just look, yeah. just look into the CMP and you'll, I mean, you imagine how hard it used to be trying to look into the CMP, but now, I mean, just, just, just look, if you think that we're, you know, lying about conservatism, Inc., just research it yourself. And I understand you're going to find a lot of limited hangout sources like Ann Nelson's Shadow Network book. Yeah, previously in the past, I used to give a little bit of grace to Ann Nelson, but she's a Rockefeller member. She's proud of it. She's got some former religious member. She's proud of it. She's going against Glenn Youngkin, the governor of Virginia, but he's a CFR member. And I used to tweet at her, hey, Ann, tell Glenn hi at the C- CFR meeting. <laughs> Yeah, it's like these people are uh, totally oblivious to, uh, you know, when they're they belong also belong to nefarious groups. It's funny because they'll they'll you know they're just hypocritical. I guess they think that the people and, and true. When I hear like I've heard several uh, interviews with her, nobody ever asks her about the CFR. I heard one guy ask her, and he acted like it was stupid that people would even doubt that the CFR had nefarious uh, ideas. Well, she and, defends the CFR. You know, and she has on Twitter. And then, you know, on top of everything you just mentioned, her book, Shadow Network, yeah, I gained a few insights here and there. But what does it primarily talk about? Oh, the CMP is against abortion. CMP is against uh, uh, LGBTQT rights. Are they is, is, is one. And then two, okay, so what about the, I think most people would agree, even those on the, on, on the left, you know, those who are truly honest with themselves, the grand crimes of the CMP are the Rand Contra affair. 9-11, the Franklin scandal, uh, uh, you know, drugs, you know, with, uh, with um, you know, uh, Dark Alliance, supposed by Gary Webb, you know, the uh, death squads, Latin American death squads. Like, you know, those are more, like, did Ann Nelson, like, okay, so we're going to write a book on the CMP. You think I'm going to spend a chapter or two on the Rand-Contra affair and the Council for National Policy pretty much controlling the whole thing? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Nelson, a paragraph at best. That should tell you something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure, I haven't looked into it myself, but you know much better than me. I'm sure that quite a few of the CMP members were all about the war on terror and probably probably uh, made a lot of money off the war on oh, terror. Oh, they were. Half a project of New American Century were CMP members. Uh, see? Yeah, I mean... Half were CFR, half were CMP, give or take a few members. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you would think that would be another thing that she would talk about, but we know that those, looking back, the liberals really weren't against the uh, war on terror, you know? They like to talk... Most to- of them are neocons now. Yeah, yeah. No, no, not all of them. I'm talking about the main Twitter talking heads mm-hmm. that appear they're progressive, and I'm not going to name them here. You can go and see them yourself. They're if you eyes, you can see them. They act progressive, and they're progressive on social issues, supposedly, but everything else they're neocon. Mm-hmm. Everything else they're neocon. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and you know, going back to uh, you know the, the CMP, it's. You know, and, and conservatives acting like it's ridiculous that you or even myself would talk about that. Why are they so secretive? Why do they not give out their membership? Why do they not give out what they talk about? Why don't they open their meetings to the press? 
you know, if it, if there was nothing nefarious going on, it would be open and you could you would know what was going on. And, you know, the more I look at it and look at your work and a few of the things I've looked into, it's like, I think it's a, another, I think they were basically jealous that this, uh, these uh, CFR members and the like were, were making so much money through their organization and, and had so much influence. So we got to start one and do that same thing. With, but, you know, have our guys making money through it and have our guys getting influence through it. And, and, you know, you see Alec and um, mm-hmm. cause, so, you know, convention of States, uh, Mark Meckler's also, I think a board member of um, Alec and Alec and the CMP too. He's major member of the council for national policy. Mark Meckler is. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I was thinking that too. And uh, the other guy, uh, I'm blanking on the other guy who's the... Well, the Convention of the States is funded by the Cokes. Cokes were CMP. Mm-hmm. That's right, yeah. Founding members of the Council for National Policy. And, and I mean, we know that Soros... Again, that, okay, so let me ask you this real quick, and I'll let you finish your thought, but no, no. it pertains to Convention of the States. Um, Soros originally was funding secession. You know, Mike Gaddy and I used to talk about it back in the day, and you go and look, you know, it's it's definitely there. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, Convention of the States, Mark Meckler puts out this thing where Soros is against secession now because they're for secession. And you're like Constitutional con- Convention of ConCon. You know, look, I, I don't think the founding fathers, founding fathers, called no man father, uh, of the United States of America, you know, majority of them were deists at best, most likely luminous, Satanists, uh, Masons. Um, and, and, you know, mass mystery Babylon adherence. I, maybe Patrick Henry wasn't, maybe he was a true, genuine Christian. Uh, but, uh, you know, for the rest of them, no, definitely not Benjamin Franklin, definitely not George Washington, definitely not Thomas, you know, Thomas Jefferson wrote a book, you know, that cut out all the, the miracles and divinity of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, I call it a book because it's not a revision of the new Testament or translation of the new Testament. It's just a book, it's a book. Yeah. And so, you know, the, the, they weren't, these guys were not for us. This was a grand Illuminati, you know, experiment to go from the divine, you know, not the divine, the, what they call the divine right of kings or just kings uh, to um, democracy or constitutional republic. Okay. And so that's what it was. And, you know, these people still think the founding fathers are the bee's knees. But that being said, though, with all their issues and with all the issues of the constitution and the bill of rights, it is still better than what a con con would do now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe so too. And it's one of the reasons is be- reasons is because all the temptations, all the different, uh, you know, big moneyed organizations that would be influencing these guys who would be controlling the con con, you know, I mean, back in the day when they talked about the con, you know, having a com- possible convention of states, um, you know, or I guess they did have one convention of states. Is that right? But um, yes, you know, um, I know that uh, they didn't have nearly all these outside influences trying to control them as they would today. And I know Sink uh, Uger, however you say his name, uh, you know. Um, Young Turks, he's for a convention of states. He's got this wolf pack that they've been pushing it for years now. And um, there's just no guarantees if you open up the Constitution what will happen. And I'm pretty sure it would open up, it would set a precedent that 
one time, then other places are going to start doing it. Other places are going to start doing it. And yeah. before you know it, you know, it's it'd be a real mess. And I think that's why they wanted to open up because, I mean, the, the politicians now, they were bad back in the day. They're not better now. <laughs> we're, we don't live in a better society as far as more righteous now than we did then. So uh, you can imagine. Convention of the States, um, their lead platform to try to entice conservatives, true conservatives, and, and you know, other people within the United States as well, uh, to be okay with a con-con literally is term limits yeah. in members of Congress. Right. And it's like, well, yeah, I think that's probably a good idea. I think it probably is, but you ain't changing the Constitution for that. You better put that through an amendment. All right. right. And, and then they go, well, that's that's the only thing we, you know, they have like one or two other things that, that seem, oh, I don't remember what they were off hands, but, you know, they're like, that's all that's, that's all we're going to do is just these things, right? We're not going to change anything else, right? And it's like, I don't believe you. Yeah. You're lying. And so, you know, that's what they're trying to push. Yeah. And if you look at, well, Mark Meckler is the head of it. And then he's also, I believe, on the board of Alec. And Alec has, you know, Eli Lilly and Pfizer and, you know, all these horrible companies as members. And, you know, Alec was also created by CMP, if I'm not mistaken. And It is, yes. So, I mean, you cannot trust these guys. They, they have too many sh- shady connections. And, um, yeah, it's just a, a bad idea. I mean, because we have, if we, hel- if we enforce the laws now, we have everything we need to hold our government accountable it's just that we don't enforce them. And so I think that opening up, you know, the Constitution, of course, they say it's not opening it up. But I got to give credit to, you know, as, as douchey as he, he is, Glenn Beck, and even uh, Bongino changed their minds the on The Mormon Glenn Beck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is there other factions within the CMP in play? You know, Beck is against Alexander Dugan, supposedly. MWC in the chat. Shout out to US90. Hope you're doing well, brother. Uh, Dugan's motto is neither left nor right, but against the center. And so, you know, sometimes these CMP or so as a curveball, maybe Glenn Beck really just does not like Dugan. He's had Tenelbaum on to discuss Dugan, um, you know, but I mean, I don't trust Glenn Beck. And I know you don't either, as far mm-hmm. as I could throw a brick. I mean, he's ultra Zionist, Mormon, Council for National Policy member, true and true. Uh, you know, and, you know, and, and, and yeah, I'm glad they changed their mind on this, but then my question is, is why, and yeah. especially Dan Bongino, I've, I've had, as I've been door dashing, uh, these past few weeks and listening to talk radio, cause it's too much work to put a podcast on my phone to play. And it's just easier to just listen to talk radio. I've learned that Dan Bongino is no Rush Limbaugh, which I despise Rush Limbaugh, but at least the man was entertaining. Oh, yeah. At least there's that. He had a golden voice for radio, okay? And I despise everything about the man. But at least when you listen to him, yeah, I might be angry sometimes, and I might dislike what he's saying, but every now and then he could make it funny. Yeah, yeah. Dan Bongino, who's his replacement, has nothing. No. Literally nothing. Like, literally, like, the man is nothing. Like, there's nothing. He's not charismatic. He's not good. 
He has no original thoughts. He tries to be edgy. He's not. He's not funny. There's no funny skits. There's nothing. Yeah. All right. It, there just isn't. And Ben Shapiro listening to him is really just, I, I can't go. I, him and Mark Levin, I can't go more than 15 minutes. Yeah. Or I just turn the radio off because it's just so bad. Right. It's just so bad. Conservative talk radio is complete and utter garbage. Now, I understand it always has been, but now it is. Look, I, I'm not a fan of any of these people, but I would take listening to Michael Savage over Ben Shapiro. And I understand both of them are not Zionists. Both of them are scumbags. I get it. But Savage at least would tell an entertaining story here and there. Right. Ben Shapiro is like listening to someone constantly taking metal claws that you tear meat and barbecue with on a chalkboard over and over and over again every time he opens his mouth. Yeah, unlistenable. It really is. It's Yeah, I mean, that's the only reason I every now and then tune into Glenn Beck because as as bad as he is, at he's least, at least listenable too. Yeah, and he makes fun of himself, and you know that, you know that at least is kind of uh, refreshing because some of these other guys are so serious, and um, especially you know Levin and uh, <laughs> I guess I don't know maybe not uh, Shapiro as much, but I think he's pretty serious. And Hannity's too. horrible too. Hannity's always been bad. This yeah. straight up always been bad. Really, and is, um. Man. Neil Bortz as a libertarian used to be interesting, you know. Yeah. I mean, he's still a scumbag too. They all are, but right. at least he was interesting. It's interesting we're talking about conservative talk radio right here, you know. Yeah. Uh, but Rich Limbaugh truly was one of the only ones that I could, ha you know, partially stand to listen to. Uh, you know, not that I took it anything he said for face value, but at least it was well spoken and funny sometimes. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, he did kind of have the liberals number, even if he wasn't, uh, you know, uh, completely and totally serious about it, you know. And, of course, there was tons of places he would never touch, like all the conservatives. There's so many places they won't go. But, yeah, he was and at he least— And he was CMP, you know, too, Rush Limbaugh-wise. Oh, uh, that figures. <laughs> they have the whole gambit of conservatism, all the talking heads. Well, Mark you know? Levin was, too. Uh, we don't know about Hannity, but I'm sure he was. I mean, Rush Limbaugh was addressing the CMP in the 90s. Mm -hmm. um, and um, um, he was, he was. And then you know, Mark Levin was uh, on the member membership roster. Uh, and, and Rush just goes, well, I've just addressed the CMP a few times as a keynote speaker, but I never was a member. They never would allow me. And I'm like, yeah, I don't believe that's for like a little break, you know. <laughs> Uh, is there any other CMP? What about YouTube CMP conservative ink talking heads? I really can't stand Matt Walsh. I cannot stand that man. I, he is he is not saved. He is a heathen Catholic, and he there is no love in that man. He is nothing but division and in, in, in rhetoric. And I can understand that he questioned Israel. Uh, you know, I don't know how many years ago. Good for him. He bent the knee to Ben Shapiro, one of the biggest Zionists in the game. Okay, and I was listening to Walsh talk about the uh, the shooting, and he, I was watching him too, and he was like, "I'm glad the person who did it." This is what he said. He's like, "I'm glad the person he did it suffered all the way up as they were shot." in the last moments of their life. And now they're completely burning in hell. 
And I was like, okay, look, I understand that, you know, you can become upset. You know, Christians were targeted. You and I are born again Christians. I I get that. I'm going to do a show on this tomorrow that actually it appears that if, you know, everything is above board with this, the church, the Covenant Presbyterian Church in Nashville, there is multiple evidence in place that it was part of a secret right multi-church network in the area, elite pedophile ring. Oh, wow. Damn. And so, yeah, look out for that show tomorrow. I think I have everything together for that. Um, And um, that's going to be interesting. And no one is covering that. I saw like one pro-LGBTQT big thread on it that was being pushed. But outside of that, I've seen nothing. And, uh, you know, doing the research, it's definitely, it definitely checks out that it was covered up and mm. it rings all the bells. There was a safe house where uh, um, um, foster kids were going to when the guy was an abuser. That's very much akin to the fresh air fund. Um, and so, um you know, that's definitely, uh, it's interesting. It's, and it, it goes to the top levels. And I don't know their complicity, but it goes to the top levels of Christian apologetics that are one degree of separation. Mm. And I'm not saying they were a part of this. We know one Christian, so-called Christian apologist was. And he was the one the allegations were brought up against. But we don't, you know, I'm still flushing this out. So hopefully that show will be tomorrow. I'm still trying to find out if he's a member of the Council for National Policy. I have inklings and intuition that he is, but I don't know. But no one is covering this. Mm-hmm. And it is it, it, when there's smoke, there's fire. And there is a lot of smoke. A lot of smoke. Wow, I haven't heard that. That's that's very interesting. I'll definitely check that out. Um, but okay, so who who are? But I guess to finish on Matt Walsh, there was no empathy. There was no like you know God, you know wishes for none to to perish. Wish you know there's you know there. In my opinion. God is long suffering and doesn't take pleasure for people eventually being cast into the outer darkness. Okay. Right. And so Chris, some Christians may disagree with me on that. Um, and so, you know, to sit there and there be no, like what I'm not excusing what happened if it's above board and I'm not excusing, you know, any of that. But what I'm saying is we are supposed to love our enemy Right. And there was a lot of division that I saw on Twitter of Christians not acting Christ-like. And Matt Walsh had none. There was not a shred of love and in, in, in decency in that man. And I've never been, I've always seen Matt Walsh as a divider. I've always seen him as a snake. I've never liked him. There's always been something off to me about him. He seems like a sociopath to me. Um, and so, and I guess, I guess real quick, other conservative YouTube talk shows, and I want to hear your list. 
I think Steven Crowder could be funny sometimes. I do. I always have. Uh, I don't trust him or like him, but I think he does have talent. Um, the same with uh, uh, Kabbalah bracelet wearing um, Alex Stein. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's it, he threw his lot in with the CMP. He was warned. That's what happens. Um, uh, I uh, Tucker Carlson. At one time in 2016, yes, briefly, I was a fan. I thought Tucker was our guy. Uh, But now I cannot stand listening to him at all. I don't think he's talented, and I don't think he's a very good actor. I think he's pretty bad. Um, Anybody else that you could think of or anybody you want to discuss? Yeah, Prager. Prager. Prager's really bad. Really, really bad. Prager Jew. Yeah, Aaron. (sighs) But go ahead. Yeah, um, I know. Not really. I mean, yeah, Prager's a great, like, you think about it. Prager and um, Savage, of course. I think Savage retired, but now he's back, or maybe he just does podcasts. Just does podcasts. Um, see who else? Uh, Prager, Savage, Levin, uh, Medved's another guy. I think that's how you say it. Uh, they got a lot of these conservatives who are Jewish, uh, but like you said, Savage is really the only one that was entertaining to listen to. Those other guys are like. Horrible, to especially when to. Savage talked about food. Right? Yeah, he was really good at talking about food. Yeah, um, and, and and you know, yeah, Savage was. I mean, Savage was the only one that was was you could you could listen. I mean, except when he went on his neocon rants, mm-hmm. but that stopped kind of after Trump, you know. But then you had a lot of Trump bootlicking. Yeah, you know, um, but you know. <sighs> It's still uh, anybody else that you could think of that you listen to. Uh, Alex Jones, obviously CMP can't stand. I, I, it, it makes me want to bang my head against the wall listening to Alex Jones now for any what, five minutes. Like I get. Oh yeah. Thank anybody who sends me clips. Thank you, Carson brother, for sending me the clips that you have. Um, I can't. I can't. Yeah, Alex, man, he is looking horrible. You know. Uh, I saw him on uh, Tim, whatever his name is, Tim, uh, the gay comedian, kind of a uh, big guy, Tim, uh, real popular, but I, I've never really cared for him. Um, he was on there a few weeks ago, and uh, my wife was watching it, and I was like, you know what? I remember specifically Alex Jones saying he was right around my age, and this guy looks to be... In his, I don't know, he looks to me like he's like 63, 64. I mean, this guy is living a hard life. He must be a a big, I would say a heavy, heavy drinker. But, uh, yeah, the guy is, he's just about unlistenable now. Tim I Dillon? Mean, Tim Dillon, that's it. Yeah, yeah. You think Tim Dillon's unlistenable? I mean. Or Alex Jones? Both. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm just not, uh. I know a lot of people like Tim Dillon and you know, he, I've heard him say some things I agree with, but I, I don't know if it's just his, like his voice or what, something just gets on my nerves about it. So what about, um, what about Tim Pohl? You know, I've only, the only time I've ever listened to him was, um, he had, um, blanking on the guy's name, but he wrote a book about Soros and I was like, Oh, this is cool. I want to check this out. And they literally talked about, crypto 
the whole show in the last 10 minutes, they kind of talked about Soros, but didn't really get into any deep specifics at all. So it was just, that's really my only, uh, and I did listen to the one where Crowder was on there, but honestly, I thought it was pretty boring. I mean, uh, nothing really stood out to me. What about Bill O'Reilly? That guy irritates the hell out of me, I have to say. <laughs> I, I okay. hear him in the mornings. I, I listen to Fox radio when I'm taking my kid to school, and he always does a commercial on there for, like, AMAC, and then he does a little, like, two-minute thing, you know, where he's trying to give his perspective on something. But I think he was always so arrogant, you know. He just always was uh, – the way he presented himself is completely right, and, you know, no one else – his opinion matters whatsoever. It kind of a t- turned me off, you know? Okay. What about, see, this is fun. And then, and then, and then we can do our, we can do our top three lists of people that we can't stand, but we at least build a radio network around them. Okay. Okay. okay people love doing that. So, <laughs> uh, all right. So Carson asked for Owen Benjamin and Jesse Lee Peterson. Jesse Lee Peterson bugs the living daylights out of me. Uh, he's also a unrepented homosexual man and believes in sinless perfectionism. So, yeah, he's not saved. Uh, and uh, uh, um, Owen Benjamin? You know, I feel it, bad for Owen Benjamin. Um, I don't hate Owen Benjamin. Um, I know that he's done a lot of very horrendous and likable things. He's blasphemed the Trinity. Um, but some, sometimes he is funny, yeah. uh, and he's, he's ripped a lot of people off. You know, um, there's a lot of people that did a lot of good work exposing, oh, Benjamin, like Sam Whitfield and my friend, Jesse Spots and, and, uh, Davey Crocco. Um, and I wish I could remember everybody else. I'm sorry. I can't remember anybody else. There's a lot of people that, 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 you know, exposed Owen Benjamin or even tried to, to build some common ground with him, but ultimately failed. Um, uh, 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 who's Milker Nation. I like Milker Nation's clips about Owen Benjamin. Um, but you know, and, and ultimately I, I, um, I feel for Owen in some level. I feel, I, I hope Owen really does become saved. Um, hopefully that, that makes sense, but go ahead. No, I was just going to say, uh, you know, when he first started, um, kind of waking up, I, I just found him cause I heard him on a podcast and I was like, oh, who's this guy? You know, I wasn't familiar with him and he was making a lot of sense, you know, and, and then he got uh, deep into the Jews and I, that was before I'd really delved into it deeply. And so I kind of got turned off by that. And I'm still turned off by the way a lot of these guys like Adam Green and and the guys who do come off just really anti-Semitic and use a lot of, like, derogatory terms as far as, you know, bodily features and different things like that. I think that is weak. And And anti-Christian. Yeah, exactly. And I think that uh, it just works in the hands of the Zionists. That's what they want because then they can say, Oh, listen, they're so anti-Semitic. They hate Jews. As opposed to if you bring up, you know, if you stick to the history and, and read from their own books and different things like that, there's not much they can say about you. Uh, they can ban you and censor you. But I was, you know, kind of turned off by that. But then, you know, heard him after that, he kind of calmed down and kind of like, okay, well, he's, he's making quite a bit of sense now. But I don't know. He's so, again, he's another guy that's so arrogant, you know, and he's like, he'll be saying something that I agree with, but then he kind of goes off the deep end. You know, I, I notice he does that a lot. I don't know if other people 
are kind of turned off by that. But uh, and also I'll say too the fact that he he goes after everybody. I like I don't think he could mm-hmm. be friends with any person. Mm-hmm. I, I think he was I think he was like partnered with Vox Day for a while. I don't he know was, much yes, about which I still he still is though. Oh, okay, okay. I thought because I'm pretty sure it takes I heard, two sociopaths to be able to get together like that. Right. Yes. Because I did listen to Owen on something a while back, and he was saying some derogatory things about Vox Day, and so I was like, oh, I guess maybe they're not partners anymore, but maybe it was just kind of a, a tiff or whatever you want to call it. But, yeah, he he's kind of all over the place, man. He kind of does seem like one of those people that maybe has uh, – he's not always wrong by any means, but kind of a maybe a, some sort of mental issue. Yes, I would agree with that. Uh, Candace Owens, I'm not a fan. You? No, I mean, I think she presents herself well. She's a smart person, but uh, I'd say people just look into her husband. Uh, I don't trust her, and I don't trust him. And, uh, um, yeah, she's, she feels like a plant to me. Um, Mark Geis. You know, he's another he one. He is more tolerable than the rest of them that we've mentioned so far. I will yeah. give Mark Geis that. Yeah, I mean, I think Mark puts out some good information for sure. You can't, and I can't deny that. Um, mm-hmm. And I used to like his man on the street segments way back in the day. You know, he'd go to the beach or whatever and ask people. I'm sure he probably still does that, but uh, sometimes he can kind of come off like as a Chad. You know, it's like if when he's making fun of people, it's like he's just so, oh, this person's so stupid. You know? Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of his thing, though. So yeah, like he's like a jock, like a meathead. Exactly. So. But, yeah, he is more tolerable than some, for sure. Uh, Paul Joseph Watson. Man, I have not heard him in forever. Uh, you know, back in the day, I kind of liked him. I mean, he was kind of, um, he kind of just put out information. He wasn't too opinionated. Uh, but, of course, you know, with his links and stuff, I don't trust him. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Paul Joseph Watson. Never really have been. He's a British monarchist now. Uh, there's also been homosexual allegations with Paul Joseph Watson. Uh, not a fan. Uh, uh, let's see here. Let's get a few more. This is interesting. You liking this? People yeah, are digging cool. in the chat. So. Uh, Joseph Corsi. Oh, that's the older guy, right? I mean, Jerome Corsi, not Joseph Corsi. Uh, the ultra-Zionist Jerome Corsi. You know, I honestly can't say I know much about him except for the fact that he is a Zionist. I, I and don't a know major much. council for national policy member in a shill above level Mossad intelligence and shill. Uh, of course he was once part of the QAnon operation. Can't stand the guy. Okay. 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 Andrew Tate. You know, I don't know much about him. I've never watched him in my life. Just the, the headlines I've seen where, you know, people are saying things about him is all I know. I've got a good friend and he likes him. He's, he's like, you got to check him out. But, uh, I don't know enough to, to really say. Okay, I'll, I'll comment on Andrew Tate. Uh, he works for the um, the Antichrist, the B-System, uh, to come. He's pushing a lot of Matrix uh, talk on his um, Twitter account. He also, um, you know, uh, I believe that he's a homosexual. Uh, I believe that he um, he's a complete degenerate. I believe that he did, you know, um, you know some women probably sadly, tragically, uh, want to do pornography. Um, but there were women that he probably likely coerced, possibly forced to do this, to make his money. I think he's a despicable human being. 
Uh, we should pray for him. Uh, hopefully he does get saved. Uh, I, you know, I, you know, but he is, I am not a fan. He is a horrible person and I do not care if he rots in prison. Now, granted, I was probably all some sort of show, but the longer he, if he is truly rotten in Romanian prison, uh, I hope he picks up the Bible and starts reading it and taking it to heart. Okay. That's all I'm going to say about Andrew Tate. I can't stand the man. Um, Stephen K. Bannon. You know, I, I think he's just wholly unlikable. I don't know if there's, I don't know if it's his looks, if it's his voice. Um, and I've heard him say a few things that I agree with, but, uh, uh, yeah, I just, I don't like the guy. <laughs> Maybe that's shallow. I, I, I'm of not me, a but. fan. I'm not a fan either. Uh, but, and I've done many streams to expose Bannon. I'll give him this. It's interesting. He's charismatic. I will give him that. Yeah. Uh, is there anything redeemable about him? No, hopefully he comes to the Lord, but he is charismatic and uh, he's a good orator. Um, you know, and I will give him those things. I will give him those things. Uh, someone else asked, let's see here. See if we got anybody else to go through the list. I had someone I thought a minute ago, but I had lost them. Let me see if I can remember. Do you got anybody else that you want to think of of anything? Yeah, I just I'm just kind of curious if uh, you're familiar with him, uh, Dave Smith, the libertarian guy. Yes, uh, the libertarian. Um, I don't pay him any attention. That should show you how little I care about him. You got you. Uh, you know, I used to follow that whole movement quite a bit. I've never joined, you know, any uh, organization. I used, to be, I used to be a libertarian. Yeah. Um, I think that he, as far as libertarians go, I think he and one other guy, uh, Tom Woods, Professor Tom Woods, I think they, they say a lot of things I agree with. They're very uh, kind of like on the teetering on the edge of conservative libertarian and uh I think they pay for that a lot of times because uh, other libertarians kind of call them out on that. But I think he's a very articulate guy, and uh, I, I kind of like – I still enjoy – I'll listen to him every great now and then. Uh, he's supposed to run for the, you know, libertarian president, which that will – you know, that's just a joke anyway. But uh, at least he does talk about freedom and liberty in a way that's uh, really conservatives should be talking about. Um, okay. Scott Adams. I never got, uh, the appeal of Scott Adams. I really never did. Um, I, I'm not a fan of Claude Adams. I've been following him for a long time. He is a very despicable, degenerate human being who we must pray for. Uh, and he, um, has some very questionable sexual proclivities, supposedly, allegedly. He's a very arrogant person. And um, he is just an all-around, just insufferable guy. Um, and so I am not a fan. Michael Malice, Rosalind asked. I don't follow Malice. I see him. I can't comment on him. He's another, um, you know, kind of in that Dave Smith camp, um, another libertarian. Uh, he's more Ayn Randy, you know, objectivism, where Dave's more libertarian, but... Um, he's a clever guy. I'll give him that. But, um, I think he's another one of these guys that's so all about defending the private sector that he ends up defending 
them when they do bad things too, you know, which I think a lot of libertarians do. And that's a big turnoff to me. Uh, funny guy, but um, yeah, not, I don't care for him. Oswald asked me about Jeffrey Tucker. Don't trust him. You? I don't think I... Uh, oh, Brownstone that, Institute? Oh, he's another uh, libertarian guy, right? Kind Tucker, of this, yeah. The gay guy? Tucker? Where I don't know if he's... Hum- I don't know if Wait. Jeffrey Tucker is homosexual. Bowtie? He, you can I, tell about Tucker Carlson. No, there's a... There's a uh, it's something... I was thinking it was Jeffrey Tucker. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, it's a Jeffrey something, and he wears a bow tie... Uh, I think he, I think he's a libertarian, but I, we probably got to, we're not, probably not talking about the same guy. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, Brownstone Institute is very much about exposing the V's. So, mm, okay. Um, uh, one more. I'm making take I'm, I'm taking people that are known f- primarily from conservative Inc. Um, is what I'm trying to get at. Not all these people that we mentioned, I think, are. Yeah. Uh, uh, someone asked E. Michael Jones. Uh, definitely not a fan. You? I like some of the things he says, but uh, I feel like uh, I don't like like just looking at the guy gets on my nerves. <laughs> not that I'm something great to look at, but uh, and I don't trust him, of course, either. You know, I know where he's, you know, the, the, where he's. Oswald said Jeffrey Tucker is totally gay, but doesn't acknowledge it and runs in libertarian circles. So okay, it is the same guy. I don't know much Car- about Car- him. I, I've just Car- seen, you know, like like oh, headlines Carson. here and there. Carson asked about Blair White. Uh, Blair White is a unrepentant transsexual. Enough said. You don't even know him. <laughs> don't even know him there you go correct answer uh, um uh all right I, I i think that's it so your top three your top three so i'll give mine first i'll let you ruminate for a minute and think about it um my top three if i had to build a network are and these are people that i don't like but i would find them entertaining enough to listen to that i would be able to not claw my eyes out rush limbaugh Michael Savage, non-neocon Michael, well, t- dialed down neocon Michael Savage, and he's not talking about Zionism, okay? He's just talking about his life, okay? And Stephen Crowder, you? Oh, that's good, man. Uh, that would probably be my uh, my my choices, too. I, uh, I'll say back... Savage and mm, I mean, I have to go with Rush too, you know, because he was just so Beck, Savage, and Limbaugh, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, and these people are, we're not, we're not endorsing any of no. any of them. We're just saying if we had to, you know, we had a radio station and they're on and they're part of conservative media, um, I, I, just, I can't just, I can't listen to Alex. I'm sorry. I just can't. I can't listen to him anymore. He's just too much. He's just, it's just, it's too much. It's just too much to listen to Alex Jones. Um, it's just, I can't, I can't. Yeah. And if you try to listen to him when he has a guest on, I mean, I, I assume he's still like this, you know, he, that was the only reason really to ever listen to him is if he had a good guest on, I mean, he knew his stuff, but he was so sporadic, it was hard to really get good information from him. But if he had a good guest on, you know, you could really find out some cool stuff. 
but he would interrupt the guests every five seconds, so they couldn't even get their thoughts out. So it was really, it made me nervous to actually listen to him, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't add Alex Jones in my top three. I just can't just because, just because he's now, especially now more than ever. I don't know if it's a Coke. Maybe it's a Coke. He's just so insufferable. Yeah, you know, like yeah. just like I can't listen to him. Um, no, there's no way, DK. There's no way you choose Ben Shapiro to listen to. That's just that I can't believe that. Uh, uh, Oswald asked by Naomi Wolf. I mean, she runs with Tucker. I don't, I don't, I don't pay her any attention. Uh, you? Yeah, I don't know much about her, to be honest. Uh, I see her around. You know, I she. She runs around with Tucker. Tucker has her on a lot. I don't give her time of day, uh, really. Um, I saw something pretty cool a few weeks ago, and it, he's a conservative, but like not, I guess you wouldn't say in a mainstream conservative circle, but uh, Adam uh, Curry, you know, uh, no agenda. You know, he's like the first, the podfather or whatever. You know, they say he's the one. Yeah, but started. I don't put him in conservative ink. That's why I didn't mention yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, oh, he's but they he, now want us to do bottom three. Oh, well, I was going to say real quick, uh, Adam, uh, became a Christian. He, he became saved. So I thought that was pretty mm. cool. I mean, cause he's up there yeah. he's like in his, I guess, late fifties. Uh, but he's a smart guy and I think he's done a lot for, uh, you know, conservatism and, um, I the political world in, in general, like helping people understand things that they normally wouldn't understand. All right, so, so bottom three, bottom three, bottom three. I'll go first. This oh boy, this one's this one's okay. Shapiro. Shapiro, definitely Shapiro. Jones. Just because you can't, there's nothing there. Like pre night pre 2016, Alex actually let a person get a word in edgewise, sure. I wouldn't put him in my bottom three. I'd actually probably put him in my top three if we go back, you know, 2008 Alex Jones. Yeah. Uh, now, now, no, no, just no, I can't. Um, I wouldn't put Nick in my bottom three as 90 because Nick Fuentes can actually be kind of funny sometimes because he's just so just... Ugh. He Sometimes he can, he's just so out there, he can just, he can make me laugh sometimes. Um, I don't like Richard Spencer, but he doesn't. His voice doesn't bug me enough to to make me uh. His voice, Milo, who has a good one. We didn't even talk about Milo. I mean, unrepented homosexual. Ali Alexander's unrepented homosexual. Uh, Ali's also likely allegedly a pedophile. Um, up, you know what? I'll put Ali Alexander. I can anytime Ali opens his mouth. Anytime Scammy Davis Jr. opens his mouth. <laughs> If he writes something on television, he is such an arrogant little council for national policy weasel. He he is just so smarmy. It's such a liar. He'll lie to anybody about anything Ali Akbar will. Yeah, I'll put Ali on my third. I can't, I, I, Ali should not be allowed a phone, a computer, anything that he can, you know, contact the collective outside world with you know yeah. he can have a he can have a a, a home phone line 
that's just how bad he is. He's just, he's just, he's full of demons. He's insane. We got, we should pray for Ali Alexander. He needs help. He really legitly needs help. He, okay, you're top bottom three. And what do you think oh, about Ali Alexander real quick? Uh, yeah, he's the uh, epitome of untrustworthy. Like they should have that in the, Mm-hmm. In the dictionary or the encyclopedia or whatever, yeah, I think the guy just comes off as fake is all get out, and uh, he's almost got like a grin when he's saying something like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so almost like I can't believe I got away with this one, you yeah. know. And he's telling yeah. this audience that he can literally time travel, right? <laughs> Man, I, well, I mean, I have to say, probably uh, from the ones we've talked about, um, definitely Preger because he is. Oh, okay. Good choice. So boring. I mean, good, good choice. Good choice. Um, and ultra Zionists and yeah. hates Christians like Benji, you know, just, just part of pray the, for Prager. He's just, he's just an insufferable person. Part of the Chabad mafia. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. And, uh, probably, hmm, gosh, honestly, probably, um, Shapiro, but I just, I can't listen to him. I mean, it's just his voice. Neat, 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 neat. Uh, <laughs> he made him sound like a Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, hey, hey. I don't know. He's just so obnoxious. Um, who else? Um, oh, man. This is going to make me sound like the uh, the uh, racist I am, but I guess I'll go with uh, Levin because I hate his voice, too. That oh, guy's so voice bad. is it's horrible. It's so insufferable. It's so insufferable. Um, you picked all three Jews. You took the you took the yeah, Jew trifecta. I did. Um, I did. Uh, uh, and, and DK Wilson said, "Imagine Ali Akbar, Milo, and Shapiro hosted by Alex Jones." <laughs> um, I don't think you can get much gayer than that. <laughs> I was thinking a minute ago, it would be kind of fun to see Alex Jones. See some of these other guys, big shots, have to interact with Alex Jones on a show. That would be entertaining because he's, they're like, you know, formatted, robotic, and he's just crazy as hell, honestly. What about Levin, Prager, and Shapiro? Yeah, there we go. All three of them together. With with, um, Andrew Clavin. (laughs) They would, uh, I mean, you might as well just uh, bring Netanyahu into and it. And Jordan Peterson. <laughs> uh, Jordan yeah. Peterson's oh. the best guy. Oh, my God. You know, and I, I saw the, um, what's the one? He's, I think he's an Orthodox Christian. He's an artist. And now he's hanging out with Shapiro and Jordan. And, um, Pajal? Jonathan Pajal? Yeah, that's him. That's him, yeah. Jonathan Pajal, yeah, he's always been around Peterson. That's nothing new. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, I saw a picture the other day. Uh, he tweeted it, I think, and it's like hanging out with some really interesting people or something like that. And yeah, it was Shapiro and uh, Peterson and somebody else, and I think they were uh, in uh, Israel. So I was like, okay, uh, those people suck. <laughs> yeah, that's my there's a lot. There's a lot of Oyves in the chat right now, Oyve. <laughs> um, and look, you know, we, we don't. We don't hate any of these people. We earnestly hope that they repent and they truly come to God and become born again. Uh, any of the conservatives that we mentioned, you know, any of them, um, you know, and and it's very sad. It's, it's truly sad because as I'm a Christian conservative and many of my beliefs lean right, um, yeah. 
you know, uh, there's no one that represents us. Yeah. It's yeah. all controlled. Um, at least from, you know, a non, you know, alternative conventional Mockingbird media, there definitely isn't. And even the alternative media, a lot of it's CMP control, jumpers, society control. And, you know, it's, 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 I don't know. It's just, it's, it's sad. But then again, the progressives don't really have anybody that represents them either. I might disagree with them from an ideological standpoint, but they don't. NPR, yeah. uh, the Young Turks, they, they don't have anybody either. You know, CNN, Anderson Cooper, uh, 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 Tucker uh, made Rachel Maddow. No, they got nobody. They don't got nobody. We got nobody. So nobody has anybody represents them. None of them are our guys and our gals. And that's the state of things. But then yeah. again, maybe it's always been that way. Any closing thoughts? Yeah, I mean, uh, you may be right about that. You know, they give us kind of the, you know, as we talk about the illusion of choice, and it's the same with the pundits in the media. I mean, they they kind of tell us what we want to hear, and uh, they kind of, you know, they'll complain about the other side and, and point out some things the other side's doing, but there's no, usually no inter-party accountability and they just it's they just give us this false reality and uh, unfortunately they don't have integrity they don't have principles and for the few of us who are trying to stick to our principles we realize well we have no big representation you know it's just not there yeah 100% yeah uh so just trust in god and the lord because there ain't nobody else none of these people are your guys or your gals and uh you know while we do try to bring you the truth to the best of our abilities uh, we're only human as well, you know, Absolutely. so definitely, you know, research these things, you know, your own to the best of your ability and, um, you know, and we're going to be wrong too. It's, you know, we're human, you know, and, um, you know, maybe not all of these people are as nefarious as we think they are. A lot of them probably are misguided in that they just covet money or power or fame, infamy, you know? Um, yeah. Well, all right, God, man, it's been a pleasure. People loved it in the chat. They love this episode. They, awesome. they love getting our hot takes <laughs> on Conservative Inc. and our hot takes on who's our top three and who's our who's our bottom three. Um, uh, will you tell everybody where they can find you, brother? Yeah, absolutely. So if you go to either Twitter or Instagram, just type in underscore the odd man out. And you'll find all my other links in the profile. There's a link tree in there. But, yeah, and you can find the podcast. And I do videos occasionally. But, uh, yeah, you can find my posts and different things like that. And uh, check out the uh, series, Those We Don't Speak Of. It goes over Zionism. And uh, I think it goes over it in a way that's not hateful and uh, anti-Semitic like some people. So check it out. Yeah, and then also they'll, they'll try to paint you as such anyway. So we're oh, going to probably sure. be on some eventual ADL watch lists anyway, uh, because that's how it is. Um, oh, yeah. I guess, Aaron, I guess one last thing in closing, we should leave people this. Who are the top three people that you listen to? You know, I have to be honest. I barely listen to anyone anymore just because I'm always trying to, you know, research for my own show. Um, but Honestly, the only person I've been listening to lately might sound funny to some people, but the uh, Bible Answer Man, Hank Hanegraaff, been listening to that because he, you know, he doesn't preach; he just gives these answers, straightforward answers, biblically, and um, 
I kind of appreciate that. It helps me to understand things. But uh, every now and then I might listen to the No Agenda show or um, I might listen to, uh, what's the other one? I haven't listened to it in a while. The Propaganda Report. Every now and then I'll listen to that. And, uh, you know, that's about it, man, really. Um, I will say th- yeah, I, it's hard for me to choose three people. It, re- it really is. It really is hard to, uh, you know, I listen to you, obviously. I, you know, there's so many people I can name. It's hard for me to, to, to dwell down, you know, drill down into three people that yeah. I listen that are my quote unquote favorite. Um, it's, it's tough, you know, like there are a lot of people out there that I think are good, even if I don't agree with everything that they say or that I enjoy listening to them. You know, and, and just because I say I listen to someone doesn't necessarily mean I recommend them either. Right. You know, right. Um, you know, I mean, for drama, for all the e-drama and stuff like that and everything, I like listening to PPP and Andy Worski. You know, I think Andy Worski is someone who we should truly pray for, um, you know. Uh, but, you know, I, and I do like Ashton. I do like PPP. I disagree with him on some things, but I, I do like him. Um, it sucks that he went uh, through... Um, kind of like his Hollywood Hogan NWO grifting arc, uh, you know, but you know, it's so I, it's tough. Um, you know, I, I really, I guess the people I listen to real quick and we'll end it with that is of course you, obviously I'm a Patreon of yours, Jack Allen, shout out to our buddy, Jack, hope he's doing well. Um, you know, pretty much people that I have on this show, I listen to, you know, so, you know, so the, the people that I don't, um, that I wish, when I wish I would hope uh, would come on rewrite the documents are people like Mike from on point preparedness. For example, I would love to interview Mike. Another is uh, uh, Cindy. I think her channel seven grains of salt on YouTube. I would love to interview her as a fellow sister in Christ as well. I'll be interviewing Donnie darkened next week off of Twitter. So that's going to be a very interesting interview. I'm so glad to be able to do that. Um, you know, so there are people that I would hope to interview in the future, uh, but, you know, most of the people that I recommend, if I'm frequently interviewing them or working with them, then, you know, there is some degree of, of respect there. There are some people that I do need to bring back an interview again. There's some people that I have not brought on this channel that I still talk to on a daily basis, like L.B. Bork, who's one of my best friends, uh, you know. And so, you know, I mean, you know, there, you know, it, it just is how, how it is sometimes, you know, and. Yeah. And, um, you know, I don't, you know, and so there are a lot, you know, a pretty much anybody that I have fellowship with or friends, friends with, or people that I, you know, share a lot, you know, that I'm listening to on Twitter, um, or people that I talk about a lot, or you see me interacting with a lot or interviewing a lot. Those are the people that I, that I, that I trust. Um, and sadly, some people have fallen off to the wayside of the people that I used to consider friends or people that I used to consider to have valuable information. And if you really pay attention to my channel, and I'm not going to name names here, um, you would see that. You would see that happen. You know, you would see people that I used to interact with, you know, anymore. And not all of them were people that had fallen away, um, but some of them are. And, you know, and and so, you know, it's tough. It's tough in this community. Uh, it's tough for conspiracy theorists to even have friends to begin with, really. Let's be real here. The majority of us are introverts and lone wolves, uh, you know, Um but, you know, it's, it's just, there are a lot of people out there um, that are, that are, that are interesting to listen to that I don't agree with. 
there's some people that are that do agree with them. And those people I tend to put on this channel and those people I tend to recommend. And I would assume it's probably the same for you. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't do too many uh, guests. I really got to start doing more guests, but uh, yeah, I agree totally, man. I'll, I'll uh, binge watch your videos sometimes for sure. And there is one other one I'll say quickly. It just came to my mind. Every now and then I will listen to uh, Geopolitics and Empire with uh, Avori Morik, which is a really cool guy. I don't know if you've ever spoken to him, but he's a, he's a Christian no. and uh, just a wealth of knowledge about geopolitics and um, really interesting guy. But he's he really has some cool guests on that really have like a great perspective on mainly geopolitics so. and shout out to conspiracy Kyle too as well uh you guys should subscribe to kyle Kyle's another fellow brother in christ uh someone who i'm gonna have on um by their fruits uh and shout out to jeremy stone as well i'm co-hosting by their fruits go follow by their fruits on spotify i'm gonna put some of the streams up that we have done uh previous ones up on um my odyssey channel um but uh we're gonna you know and, and we'd like to interview you too as well odd man for um um, buy their fruits too as well. But uh, all right, everybody, that is it. Take care. God bless you. I will see you later. Odd man, stay for a few minutes if you don't mind afterwards. Sure. Um, take care, everybody. Go definitely check out Odd Man's work. Subscribe to Odd Man. Uh, you can find them where podcasts are usually found. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Patreon. Definitely, I am a Patreon member. Uh, I am a happy Patreon member. Uh, so, you know, uh, you know, uh, definitely, uh, you know, throw odd man, a couple of bucks for all his hard work, uh, and following him on Twitter. Uh, I'll have everything in the show notes after we're done. Take care, everybody. God bless you. See you soon. Thank you.